0: Hi, glad you could make it. Welcome to Spark, a Fireside 180 conversation. Join us as we dive deeper into big conversations, asking questions, and applying principles for life altering change. My name's Peter. Shake out your chair and join us around the fire as we talk with the guys about what God is teaching us and what are we doing about it.
1: Today, we return to conversations with some men from around the fire at our Good Friday event 2022. You will hear themes of what Christ's resurrection means to them, how being a part of a community is impacting their walk, and how God is bringing growth and restoration in their lives as they walk closer with Him. Join me as we sit in conversation with Jason, Ben, Daniel, and Doug to hear how God has been moving in their hearts and minds this season.
2: Welcome to Spark. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? My name is Jason. I'm 41. I have three kids and a wife. And I've been coming to Firesides for uh, almost two years now. Yeah,
0: I'm Peter. I've been coming to the fire um, almost six years now. I've got two little boys, four years old and two years old. So I'm in the thick of it.
2: Yeah. It's a busy time right there. (laughs) It sure is. It sure is. One of the questions I had for you is, why are you here tonight? So I came out to the retreat uh, last Good Friday and Mm -hmm. had a really good time. And like I said, I've been coming to Firesides for about a year and a half and been pretty faithful to to Rodney and Doug's on Wednesday nights. Just enjoyed the the fellowship and the the bond uh, with other men iron sharpening iron and just having that support system to to talk about things that are going on in our lives and uh, ways that we can be better husbands better fathers and Mm -hmm. and follow Jesus more and be better servants man isn't that the key though what the fire is really about
0: is us being able to get together and just encourage each other for what's going on
2: it's amazing coming in as a 40 year old it's something that I wish that I would have had as a 20 year old or Mm -hmm. you know even a teenager. just having that opportunity to be open with other men um you know we don't get that a lot nowadays and so to have that opportunity and to just bounce off ideas and i said to be you know become better husbands and fathers Mm -hmm. and um, what i really like about our fireside is we have different generations and so things that I'm going through in my 40s, you know, we have people in our 50s and 60s that have gone through that and can kind of help us walk through that. And then having younger people, being able to kind of give some of my experiences and, and life stories that can kind of help mm-hmm. them uh, is, is a really cool thing to have. It really is, isn't it? The other questions I was thinking is, um, what does
0: Christ's resurrection mean to you? We're here, it's uh, Good Friday leading up into Easter and Resurrection Sunday. What uh, What does Christ's resurrection mean to you?
2: Um, So what I've been thinking about this uh, last Holy Week, just the fulfillment of the promise that God made to us in Genesis. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. You know, I I thought about, so for Good Friday, right, with Jesus dying on the cross, Mm -hmm. I thought if it just ended at that point, then what would that look like for Christianity? What would that look like for my salvation? And the reality is without the resurrection... It would just be a great man that died on a cross still an awesome dude everything like that but that resurrection needed to happen to fulfill mm-hmm. everything that god said that it would fulfill um you know all the way through isaiah and, and genesis and all those things and so i've this week i've been kind of focusing on the the beauty of the resurrection and what that means for for me for my family for all of those you know that, that follow jesus how important that resurrection is and mm-hmm. How it fulfilled the, the whole promise that God made to us. When you're thinking about that promise that God made to you and, you know, what does that mean to your life? How or what was a
0: way that God has restored or given life to you recently?
2: You know, having kids, I have a 15 year old, uh, an 11 year old and a five year old. And so mm-hmm. I kind of run the gamut of all age groups. And what's really restored me is, is watching them grow and learn. I grew up in a uh, a family where I had that strong foundation as a kid. Like a lot of us, when we go to college or high school, we start to wander, and we kind of have that prodigal son come back to God. You know, when you start having kids, and you want that same foundation that you were raised in. And so, just watching each one of my three kids grow in God, and, and at different levels. That if, you know, as a 15-year-old, he's asking more questions and, and questioning mm-hmm. things, versus the five-year-old who's just like gun ho. You know, Jesus died on the cross, and, and here we are. It, it really renews you in the foundation that, that you were raised in and then helping them to grow into people that that can rely on Jesus and and know that he is there for them and, and loves them and, and will take care of them. Because that's really, isn't that what we want for our kids? We want them to have a head start, a kick start. Oh, most definitely. That's really important for them to to have that baseline, you know, because like I said, I had the baseline and then I walked away. But at the core, even when I was, you know, living my wild days, the core was still that foundation and I felt that pool. But at that time, I wasn't surrounding myself about, around people that would bring me back to, to what I knew to be, true and Mm -hmm. what was good for me. I kind of mentioned it a little bit ago sharing about my experience, just like, what's a
0: way that God's been breathing life into me has been, like, I've been super exhausted in this position I'm at. And just seeing the way, like I talked about, just when we take a step back from, when I take a step back and I look around me, and then I can really see what is the way that God has been taking care of me and guiding my hand. And it's reassuring because, you know, as a father, it's like, what do we know? Like, what direction, what's the best way? Like, I want to be doing best, but especially as a fresh dad too, it's like, i super question myself a lot oh yeah and that's that's a way that god's been reaffirming me in the direction that i'm heading and saying like you know
2: here i've got these things for you you can't see it right now but here's here's the way that you're moving so with the pandemic i was sent home to work Uh and my wife was sent home to work and that's been uh, an awesome experience for us you know Mm. you wonder sometimes could i retire with my wife and live forever (laughs) And us both working from home for these last two years, uh, I yeah. mean, you know, 24/7. She's in the living room, I'm in the dining room. But it's it's really grown our our relationship, made us stronger. I I love being able to walk my kids down to the bus and be home for them when they return. And I even had an opportunity, uh, speaking about, you know, opportunities and where we feel Jesus is leading us. I had an opportunity for a company. They wanted to hire me as a project manager and, uh, you know, it'd be more responsibility. And it was actually like, you know, a $25,000 raise. But my wife and I were talking and, you know, it's like, I don't know if I want to give up this opportunity that I have to be Mm. more involved with my kids, to be here with my wife, to be in a situation where I can be everything that I need to be for them. And so, you know, we just prayed about it and and luckily had a couple months to decide on which direction that, that God was leading us and came to the, to the realization that it's more important for me to be here for my kids in this time frame of my life. And so that's that's also kind of renewed my focus. and so I've, I really appreciate that opportunity that, that God has given me to do that. Because that is, like we were saying just a minute ago, that's the most important thing to our heart you know, is to be
0: able to pour into our kids, you know, to be there when they need it. In the same way that sometimes we don't feel, didn't feel like you know, our parents were there for us. We want to be there for our kids. Yeah, it, I
2: feel like our generation has way more opportunities to do that than you know, some of our mm-hmm. fathers did. I mean, I, I had a, a great dad and a great grandpa, you know, but it was it was nine to five. Yeah. They worked in manufacturing. They came home. And so for us to, to have that opportunity and that free time, and it, it, I think it, it'll do nothing but help our kids. Well, thanks for taking some time to
0: share a little bit about yourself and what God's been doing in your life and how he's breathed life into you recently. Yeah, no, Thanks. Appreciate it. So, hey, my name's Peter. Welcome to Spark. It's a Fireside 180 conversation. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself.
3: My name's Ben. And Fireside 180 has been a big part of my life and support while I was down, and also it's kind of became my number one ministry right now. It's been a ride. So uh, um, tell me, why are you here tonight? I'm here just to, uh, I've never really experienced a Good Friday celebration for Jesus and his death or nothing. So I, I wanted to be a part of something that celebrated that. So this is my first experience of having a celebration. It's it's just been cool just to hear what everybody was saying earlier. And Kenny was saying something about, you know, like, what do I need to die to myself? And, uh, you know, it really made me think about a lot of things, really, you know, my time, just time in general, you know. I've been really adamant about not being so selfish but i'm trying to be even more less selfish so part of that and open up and be more can continue to grow as a dad and a father mm. and a coach for my son and see uh see this whole world through jesus's eyes instead of my own we come to the fire so we can give that love to the guys around us so we can receive that love right. and then you're
0: talking about you know you're here because you want to get this love so you can give it to your kid right so you can give it to the people around you so you can right. be an excellent coach you can you can just keep moving that forward
3: do what they talk about in Titus and Timothy and be that, mm. you know, the head of the household, that spiritual father, you know, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: One of the other questions I was wanted to ask mm-hmm. you is uh, what was a way that God has restored or breathed life into you this last season?
3: Oh man, it's been a whole new season for me. Since five weeks, I went from jobless to a job, mm-hmm. from not being in my son's life to being in my son's life. And not only just being in his life, but he stayed the night for the first time ever with me. He's able to go with just me anywhere we want to go. We don't have to have no supervision. We uh, also got invited to be one of his soccer coaches. Went to the soccer practice last night and just plugging into all these ministries out here, man. So like he's got me in a season of just new routine, letting me know that I'm going to be all right, that there's many people out there. And when I first got out, I did a lot of networking. Mm -hmm. I really feel like he's telling me, you know, you're sitting here looking for your ministry, but your ministry is sitting right here in front of you. Like I was saying earlier, I feel I feel like Fireside 180 is definitely a big part of my ministry and what mm-hmm. I'm what I'm doing. It fits my schedule and my time, and I don't mean to say it like that either, but I mean, it it just it works. It fits my bend and my shape of who I am in Christ, mm-hmm. and that's just these are my type of people, and we mm-hmm. just. Talk about open stuff. Just you know. It's that real stuff of life.
0: You know, that's what right. the, what we do here around the fire is we talk about, you know, those two questions, what's God teaching you and what are you doing about it? Right. Those are so easily accessible questions, aren't they? They're deep questions, They're though, deep. too. Yeah, they are. Very deep. It makes it so easy just to be like, hey, what's what's God been teaching
3: me in life? Mm-hmm. What am I doing about it? Because it then, makes the, the human realize if he's been reading his Bible or if he hasn't, if he's applying it or if he's not. And when other men sit around and start to talk about what? those two questions and answering them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a a good type of conviction you know conviction of the holy spirit Mm -hmm. which is good that's what the fire is about isn't it like
0: Mm -hmm. it's that getting back together Mm -hmm. it's the encouraging each other like isn't the lie that i'm the only one stuck in the things that i'm experiencing like nobody else is walking through this
3: yeah you start to realize how big of a liar the devil really is and how real he is yeah you know because it's a
0: big lie Like we can look at the group of guys i can share what's going on they'll encourage me i can
3: encourage them it's cool, man, and, you know, I feel like God's gifted me to look deep into a man's soul and just ask the right question, yeah. you know, and discern that's, that heart, you know, and with other guys around the fire as well. Like, the Holy Spirit just moves, man. You can't explain it. You don't yeah. just go to a fire. You really yeah. can't. Yeah, you can't just go to a fire and hang
0: out. Like, yeah. there's that conviction of life that's like, man, this is what's going on. This is something big that I need to talk about. These guys care about what's going on. And us being able to link arms. Yeah, it's amazing, man. Well, Ben, thanks for taking some time to sit and talk for a minute. Oh,
3: yeah. Anytime. Thank you.
0: Welcome to Spark. I'm Peter. Tell me about yourself.
4: I'm Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Why are you here tonight? Well, I came to the fire about two years ago because I was invited by a friend. And I was looking for community amongst Christian men. And... It's something that I've always valued, community, men who are going after God and saying, you know, I really want to love God more. And so I was looking for that, and I found this community and was led to come here, and I'm so glad.
0: Really, isn't that, it's the key of what Firesides are about, is about community and being able to link arms and walk through life together. Yes. Um, you know, with it being Good Friday, Easter coming. What's the resurrection mean to you, Daniel?
4: Well, I'm reminded of when the Lord encountered me. It'll be almost 20 years ago now. Mm -hmm. I had been invited to go to church, and it was the summertime, and I just gave about three or four months to seek the Lord. And I just said, okay, Lord, if you have something for me that's better than the life I'm living, then I want to know. And as I began to seek Him out, he started to surround me with Christians who really loved him, who ministered Mm. to me. And my heart began to open up to the possibility that he was actually calling me to die to the person that I was Mm. in order to live out of that place that he promised, you know, he promised Mm. new life. But I, I didn't have the language for that. And I didn't, I didn't really know where my, my hope came from, and I needed to know if there was any hope for me. Mm-hmm. And so when the Lord encountered me that night, I re- I'll never forget it. It was December 1st of 2002, and I went to a church service on a Sunday night, and they had an altar call at the end, and I went up and I received prayer. And um, I'll never forget it. This man came up to me, and he prayed for me, and he began to speak the love of God into my life, and he began to say, the Father loves you. He Mm. loves you, Daniel. And uh, actually, he didn't know my name, but he said, you know, he loves you and you belong to Jesus Christ. You are going to defend the kingdom of God and you are going to be an ambassador for his kingdom. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And he just kept repeating how much the Lord loved me, how much Mm. the Father loved me. And my heart broke. Mm. And it was like I had been resuscitated in that moment. It was like I could breathe deep. I could, it was like this experience deep within of like the kingdom come. And it was like a whole world had opened up and I could see now. Mm. And I realized that he was breathing life into me. It was it was amazing and I'll never forget it. I started crying, I just started crying from the depths of my my being. and I always liken it to like a, a tears of repentance, you know and there was such life that was gushing forth from the the Spirit of God into me and it was like Jesus had actually entered me and and it was it was amazing. And I remember mm. falling to the floor and just crying out to God. And I knew that this was the life that he was talking about. This was the, the cross, the resurrection. This was, you know, come and die so that you can live. I remember being on the floor though and just thinking, I don't know if I can do this, you know, (laughs) and there was just this. All of a sudden, this sense of peace that he was actually going to give me the power to walk it out. And that it was going to be day by day, step by step, walk with him. And that I wasn't going to do it alone. There was a whole village of people that would surround me, right? The the church, really, at large, that would support me. And it's just so amazing. To me, that is resurrection life. It's found in... For me, community and this experience of lay hold of the opportunity and the place where the Lord is saying, here is the way out in order to embrace the greater life that he had for me.
0: That is the key, isn't it? Experiencing the love of Christ from the people around us.
4: Correct. Correct
0: having the opportunity to share that love
4: yes it was amazing it was like i when i was there and i knew that there were people in the room with me and we were worshiping jesus and it was like their presence was washing over me the holy spirit was washing over me but the fact that they were standing with me Mm -hmm. i knew that the lord by his spirit was washing over us all Mm -hmm. and i was so thankful i was so thankful and with my life i wanted to turn to them and to god and just say thank you. And I think the best things is the way that I now get to choose how I live my life, <laughs> you know, in the grace of God.
0: Yeah. Because it's that grace of God. It's that resurrection of our life through that grace, through the love
4: yes. that
0: really plays into every aspect of our life.
4: Absolutely. It's the power to change. It's the power to partner with Jesus and mm-hmm. others to say, let's lay hold of the power to change.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, We look at the guys around the fire here. And you're talking about linking arms and partnering with each other. What better than to partner with God and with the guys next to us and to walk with each other. Yes. It's one of the things about the fire that really has been impactful for me too. Yes. Has been just being able to have a community that I know has my back. Know they want the best for me. There's no ulterior motives other than, you know, these guys want me to be the best I can be through Christ.
4: Yes. And that's the kind of solidarity that the Lord is, is strengthening in us mm-hmm. together as men, as men of God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's amazing because it's the opportunity to be known. It is. And not only to be seen, but to actually be known and say, to have a space and talk about the things that are hard, but also do life together and rejoice in the fact that we are being made better in his image you know like we're being made in his likeness right uh-huh. i mean i'm mean, saying that i just sometimes i'm like i don't even know how to express how don't even know yeah <laughs> don't even know. how amazing it is that we actually get to change together
0: that we get to be known yes cuz you know we look into the media to the news to what they say men are in the world and it's men that just hold themselves together like yes for a long time i wasn't known and till coming to the fire and being able to experience what does it look like to be known, to know other guys in their vulnerable places. Right. And that really changed me and who I am and how I experience myself and being able to champion that for other people has Absolutely. really been like part of my next mission has been, you know, yes. champion being known for people.
4: Absolutely. And I think that's the doorway. It's through the ways in which we're broken. And he's healing us and mending us and transforming us. And I love that. But it starts with being brutally honest and Mm -hmm. running towards the thing that we are most scared of. I think one thing, and this Mm -hmm. reality that for me personally, realizing that taking personal responsibility is hard one who actually takes personal responsibility for the ways that he's inviting me to to be known it's a process right
0: my learning how to be authentic and genuine to the people around me, and saying, This is who I am. This is where I struggle. This is the questions I have. That biggest lie is that I'm all alone in the problems in my sin. Right. And like we look at the group of guys and we can have solidarity with them. Absolutely. Because there's not a guy that hasn't faced the thing that I'm working through. Yes. No matter what it is, like there's a godly man out there that wants to encourage me through this thing I'm working through. Absolutely. And that's just been the amazing part.
4: I think, too, the fact that we will stand before the Lord one day and give an account. We want to spur each other on. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do for others. I want to spur them on and say, no, we can stay uh, faithful uh, by His mercy and grace we can actually stay the course and stand before him one day and just know that it was all worth it
0: thanks for sharing a little bit about your story and how god's been moving in your life recently
4: yeah thank you yeah peter you're such a blessing and i'm so glad that you're part of this community and what a gift you've been to us so bless you in that thank you yeah you're welcome
0: Welcome to SPARK. I'm Peter.
5: It's I'm Doug. Hey, Doug. Doug, tell me a little bit about yourself. Why are you here at the fire tonight? Sure. We're hanging out tonight. It's Good Friday service. Hanging out with some guys, mm-hmm. kind of communing with the men that we've been doing life with. Isn't that the key of what the fires are all about? It's, just, it's that walking together
0: through life. We say it's the ironing sharpening iron. It's that linking arm and encouraging each other through everyday life.
5: Yeah, it's one of those it's one of those places where guys can kind of be real. They don't have to have their mask on. They don't have to be the hero in somebody's life or the hero for their kids or their hero for their wives. It's it can be just you can just be Mm-hmm. And you don't, uh, there's no expectations and there's no um, preconceived, there's no judgment come around and you can share whatever is kind of going on in your life. And you can share that the struggles and the tough things that are kind of happening in your life and, mm-hmm. and uh, know that you have a brother that you can kind of bounce some of those things off of and not feel judged. Yeah. That's the key part about being part of the fire, knowing that we have the confidence that
0: it's a safe space. Cause you know, like you said, how much out in the world do we not have that space to be authentic? we have to be so strong, but we can come to this group of guys and we know that these guys have our back. They want to encourage us in our growth with God. And sometimes that means that, you know, Rodney's going to poke me in the eye and be like, well, what are you doing about this? It's like, (laughs) it's
5: like, Rodney, I didn't want you to really ask me. Yeah. So many times you get around and you start diving into something and you realize that You need that prodding, that you need somebody else. We talked a little bit about having blinders and how spiritual blindness can absolutely just wreck a, a man uh physical blindness people actually know that they're blind and yet with spiritual blindness you don't know you're blind Mm-mm. you think that you have it all figured out you think that you have all these things that spiritually you're fixed you're holier than thou type attitudes that people get you realize that when a brother looks you in the eye and give them permission to speak into your life and so whenever you do you trust that he's doing it in a spot that he can speak into you in love in the world In work life, even in home life, you don't always have that opportunity to have somebody speak into you with love and say, "Eh, I think that's pride. I think you're not doing something because you're prideful Mm. or whatever the reason is. That's sometimes the things that's hardest for us to hear because we always have our walls up. You have your defense mechanism up and you're like, I'm on guard all the time. And so whenever you come around the fire, you allow those guys to speak into your life and you allow those guys to specifically say, listen, if I'm doing something, this is where we need to fix it. This Mm. is where that iron sharpens iron. Yep. Yeah. Um, You know, with it being Good Friday, um,
0: one of the questions that we're asking tonight is what does the resurrection mean to you?
5: Sure. I grew up in a church that was uh, very traditional. The resurrection was talked about a lot, but you don't really grasp some of the deepness of what Jesus did that day. And you don't grasp how, how much he suffered and that suffering that he went through just that period of time, whether it's 12 hours, 18 hours, something like that. But it was absolutely a spot where he took all of our sin, the stuff that he didn't deserve. He didn't sin. And so he took our sin to the cross with him and death, our death died on that cross that day not his, Mm. our death. So now through him, we get to live and we get to have everlasting life. We don't die like we were before. And so that's the pretty significant piece that I took out of that, that our death actually died on the cross and he took it for us.
0: Yeah, that's the key part, isn't it? Of what the resurrection means is it's Jesus has taken that sin off of us, that responsibility of our death away and we can walk in that newness of life, you know, have that restoration
5: so easy easy for us to wrap ourselves up into an identity what do you do what's the first question everybody asks you what do you do what do you do right exactly so (laughs) you know you want to be able to have that answer prepared you know and have this story that you can tell somebody but now it's i'm a child of god Mm -hmm. i'm a child of his and then i go to do get to do other things that's who i am first and my identity is anchored in that piece of it versus hey what do you do you know and so it's not always tied up in a title
0: no no it's not it's like it's the tool that we can use to further what the responsibilities God has given us you know of course it's our families as fathers to to lead and to take care of our families that's what our job enables us to do but that still gets us wrapped up in that as
5: a first thing and so it's hard for us to yeah yeah what's a way that you combat that mentality in your life Great question. Again, it's going to the fires. It's talking about some of this stuff to the guys yeah. and giving them insight into hey, what's going on this week? What's happening this week? You know, we asked the two questions around the fire. What's God teaching you and then what are you doing about it? Those two questions are, are pretty core to getting a little bit to the root of, hey, this is creeping back in. You know, mm-hmm. these feelings, these things that feel like I'm I feel like I'm in control of this again. And then so you start taking control or you try to take control over your life because if it's spinning out of control and you feel like you're losing grasp or you feel like you're losing, you try to hold on tighter. And that's not what God wants us to do so he wants us to just give it to him. And so mm. when you give it to him and say, it's yours, God, I don't know what you want me to do. And the uh, sharing that with the brothers around the fire, giving them insight into this is what I'm feeling. And this is the things that are kind of happening. And, and, and having that opportunity to kind of bat that around, per se, allows different perspectives. Mm. It brings that vulnerability, it doesn't it? It's that good sort of vulnerability. I know for me as a young
0: man, it, it's difficult to be vulnerable, but there's that good kind of vulnerable, and then there's that bad kind of vulnerable. And around the fires, it's that good kind of vulnerable where I know that these guys have my back, and they want to see me continue to grow and move. But it's hard to
5: break that habit, to put that divide between this is a good kind of vulnerable for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's the some of the separation. The fire creates an environment where those are safe, mm-hmm. and those conversations are safe to happen, and then you specifically allow men to speak into you, and 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 it has to be an an intentional conversation. You have to say, okay, I trust you. We've been walking through these things. We've been walking through life of the fire. I trust your judgment. This is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if you had an argument with your wife or you had an argument with your kids, and allowing some of those things to kind of bounce off of somebody else, and and being able to to learn from yes their experiences but also you know you you're telling them your feelings and your thoughts and they can help you dissect some of that those are the things that are a little bit anxious and also it's like I don't know if I want to tell these other guys (laughs) that piece of it can be um, can be pretty pretty daunting to start with but it's a it's a comfortable environment and it's pretty secure Thanks for taking
0: a little bit of your time this evening to share a little bit about your story, where you're at, and what Easter means to
5: you. Sure. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for joining us in these introductory conversations with guys you may know from around the fire. We want to continue strengthening this community of men, knowing that each heart encouraged is not one person, but a ripple effect to the lives of the many around them. We here at The Spark Podcast want to hear from you. We welcome you to leave us a 90-second message about how walking with a community of like-minded men has impacted your heart. We want to collect these stories into an episode that is a testament to the work God is doing in the hearts of men across the land. You can call us at 913-228-2856 to leave a short message. Thanks for spending
0: your time with us today. As you leave here, we pray that you would continue to light the fire outside of this fire, that you would follow the Spirit's lead and would spark conversations.